Hey everybody, it's Ron Bass with another edition of Soar High Personal Development, your source for inspiration and encouragement. Today we have a special guest, a very special guest, my professor, Luis Rubacaba. 25 years in the jiu-jitsu world, three-stripe black belt. That's right. Is that right? Man, that's right. That don't come easy. It comes. <laughs> you don't stop. International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. That's the top of the heat. And uh, Luis is um, uh, also the coach at our gym in Springfield, Missouri, which is same-day Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. um, he's uh, married. He's from McAllen, Texas. I was born in Chicago. Born in Chicago. Raised in McAllen. Raised in McAllen. Raised in McAllen. So that's a big difference Quite in different. the in the, the way those cities run. Yeah. Thirteen years and. My first 13 years were in the city of Chicago, in the actual city, not the suburbs. So Luis has got a lot, of, a lot of really cool right. stories. We'll get into those here in just a little bit. Uh, he's also obviously uh, my coach, and he coaches a lot of other uh, jiu-jitsu students around the, uh, pretty much around the world. He just got back from Brazil, got married. He's got his, he's got one kid, a, a daughter who's what, 13, 12, 13? 13. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, uh, also joining us today is David Glassburner. I think you've been with us one other time. Yeah, one other time, I believe. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I didn't really make any notes on that today. Uh, no, you sure didn't. <laughs> you fine. just kind of popped I, in today, which is Somebody cool. told me to sit down. And I, I like was, it. Damn, I guess I like I'm sitting it. down. Mr. Producer. I yeah, told no, me it's me. Yeah, yeah, the producer told me to sit yes, down. Yes, sir. Uh, just a white belt. Or gamma. Just a white belt. Just a white belt on the jiu-jitsu journey. Started off. Very talented white belt. I guess. Uh, just about almost... A little, right around probably two years, two and a half years in. Wow. Competitor. Out. You do a lot yep. of competition. I do. There's, what, five competitions coming up in springtime. I'm going to try and hit as many as I can. Cool. Well, um, Luis is quite the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been around this guy a number of years now, and he's uh, taught me a whole lot about a whole lot of things. I consider him to be my mentor, and uh, he's... But very instrumental in my um, in my jujitsu career. It's it's a long story. We can get into some more of that here in a little bit. But uh, Luis, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your early upbringings in the jujitsu world and, and what you actually were doing for a living early on? I find that very interesting. Well, <laughs> what Ron's uh, talking about is uh, when I was eighteen or nineteen, something like that. I got a job with the state of Texas, uh, basically working at a prison and uh did that for nine years and tell them what you did in the prison i worked in sag where you you know you're not acting too well so you put there whatever and uh didn't want to get beat up or whatever i saw a couple guys my first two weeks and i said man that doesn't i don't want that to be me and that's kind of how that journey took me to find uh the group that was doing jiu-jitsu at the time which back in 98 it wasn't 98 uh, wow 24 years ago it wasn't like it is now where you did MMA or Jiu-Jitsu back then. It was like all in one encompass. The identity of it was still based on heavily on MMA. So there was no distinction between anything else. Now Interesting. It is, now it's a sport, but back then it was like... It was all life and death. It was self-defense. All, all self-defense. Yeah. It was still style versus style, quote-unquote, like the early UFCs. I mean, it was still fairly recent. Couple of years after the, With the bare knuckle originally, you told me you fought bare knuckle mm -hmm. in the. There was no gloves in Texas. I mean, uh, cages were outlawed. Wow, you couldn't even have cages, even when like uh, some some of the early UFC guys would come down and fight on the cards. 
Uh, they, didn't, they didn't find cages. Like Emmer, wow, they didn't have cages. Have gloves, no. Like Evan Tanner, Tito Ortiz, and those guys. They didn't. They didn't have any gloves. It was just oh, crazy. Pancration style. You oh, punch wow. the face. Because it was illegal, but I mean, but people did anyway. Come on. I mean, you found. I mean, they just did it. Sometimes rules were followed. Other times, no. There was no weight classes that was not. No weight thing. classes. Well, they say there was. <laughs> but <they're really laughs> you showed up and the guy was fifty pounds heavier. It was like, were you fight or not? Wow. Like, well, I guess I will fight. <laughs> there was some tournament style uh, tournaments back then of MMA, which a lot of people don't know. You fight and then go back and then fight the next round. Wow, that was still common. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's just a little bit about that. And uh, so people think people think they got it hard today. They have no oh, idea. Man, the training back then was super super hard. Well, it was it was there was not as much understanding as it is now. It was like kill or be killed, and if you came back, wow, you stuck around. Wow, <laughs> you know, it's like that. Uh, there wasn't. Uh, Nowadays you do that, guys would just be like, that guy's a terrible whatever. <laughs> Back in the day, it was just so normal. <laughs> guys would do with things we would consider unkind nowadays. That's yeah. just the times, and that's... Too much political correctness these days. Yes. In my opinion. I mean, when was the last time you saw a gauntlet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. People today, like, they complain about a gauntlet. They say, oh, I'm not doing that. I remember somebody from your old gym was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Come yeah. on, man. It was just like a... Right of passage. I mean, they do it. I mean, just to show. I don't know some hazing. I guess it is. But yeah. Well, when I was in fraternity, it's a badge it was, of honor. Yeah, it's a badge of honor. I yeah. So, but, uh, it's it's gotten so politically correct. It's terrible now. Yeah, it is. It's just ridiculous. I didn't see the problem with the gauntlet though. Really? Yeah. But it's not like you're seriously hurting them. It's all. In, I don't know. I guess people say, "Oh, it's in poor taste." I'm like. It's not what? It's tradition, for God's sakes. <laughs> I remember it. when I got promoted, you we were doing hip tosses. I mean, everybody would get you get hip tossed by yep. everybody in the room. That's and I guess that's too politically correct. If I politically correct, you wouldn't do that now. I mean, come on, man. I even my that. even my former gym is Sprint with her. Oh no, we don't do that. Come on. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's uh, it's part of training, and plus, it's respect. Yeah. I'll I had over a Shark Tank any day, especially with the big gym, just going through every single person. No thanks, I'm not yeah. doing. It was a different <laughs> well, time. I will, but. Yeah. So Luis came up uh, the hard way, uh, mm -hmm. and and uh, you know I'm glad that that's the case because he gives me a lot of really good training because of that. It's not like the watered down type training that you might get otherwise. Uh, he's uh, not tuning his horn too much, but I'll tune it for him. He came up uh, at a time where nobody gave him the time of day in competition early on in his career, and he would have to travel for hours and hours and hours even to get training. Mm -hmm. And then when he would do competition, nobody had anything to do with him until he started winning. And then guess what? Oh, now everybody wants to be his friend. So that's unfortunately the way people are, but he didn't ever let that stop him. He always trained, he always competed, and he's still doing it 25 years later. He's never changed that attitude. He works harder today than he's ever worked. And I've known the man almost seven, seven or eight years now. And that's, that's you know, that's, that's a great example to follow. And, and I, we talk a lot about uh, leadership in the, in the martial arts business. So as you go up the ranks, it's not just about, hey, look at me and look what I'm accomplishing. It's, you have to provide leadership to people that are coming up the ranks. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, who are you? That, then, then you're phony. Yeah. And then you're just, a, you know, just a bullshitter. And I can't be that guy. Luis has taught me never to be that guy. Be real. Look in the mirror. you got to take ownership. Right, Luis? Always. You take ownership and be honest with people. Don't ask anything of them that you wouldn't do yourself. And I see that way too much, and that's sad. So Luis has been on the podium, which is where you go when you went for a second or third, and all the major competitions uh, 
at least in the United States, and he's he, he's he's won many, 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 many competitions over the course of years. In fact, when I first met him at his gym in Arkansas, mm-hmm. he I said, "Well, look at all these medals." He goes, "Oh no, that's nothing." He took me to his office. He had boxes where he just <laughs> were full of medals. He didn't even put them up in the wall anymore. He just got to the point where he won so yeah, won so much. Yeah, and early on in my career with Luis, it was like he said, "You got to compete." I said, "Man, I can't compete." I'm not that guy. He said, Ron, you have to compete. You have yeah. to face your uncomfortableness. You have to face your fears. And I said, this guy's out of his mind. I can't compete. I'm too old. I'm not in shape. I'm not an athlete. I've never competed. I can't do it. Ron, you have to do it. 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 You drilled it in my head. And man, I finally did. And and it was very, very scary, but I did it. Oh, and, then, and then I was going to not do the next competition, and I backed out. And because I was afraid, and Luis called me, he says, "Ron, you you have you can't do that. You have to stay the course." And I never looked back after that. But it had not been for Luis, I wouldn't be the guy I am today. That's for sure. And that that's got, leadership. And that that's leadership. Every competition you can. Every every competition I can. That's correct. I mean, you have your routines. Uh, you do Conway every year. You do Springdale every year. You yep. do the Springfields. Like, and Luis has taken me all over the United States mm-hmm. to these major tournaments in Los Angeles and in, mm-hmm. in Florida and in Las Vegas and introduced me to some of the greatest athletes in the world, Marcelo Garcia. I'll never forget that in Los Angeles. Yeah, he said, yeah they were shaking each other, hugging each other. taking. I couldn't believe it. I mean, that guy's a legend. Yeah. For real. And, and the, here, the look on Ron's face was, I couldn't believe was it. precious. He was like, <laughs> wow. And I'm like, because it's one thing when somebody tells you they know someone, but when you're talking to them in front of him, it's like, <laughs> it was, his face was it's like, unreal. It was like, he was too starstruck. <laughs> but, uh, hey, and man, you knew a yeah. lot of people there that were, that were well-known and famous. You've been around for a while. Just, if you're in the circle, you'll know them. If you don't, well, that tells me you're not <laughs> clear-cut, right? Wild. I can't ask you to do something I've not done myself many times over. And it probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't understand how you can relate to someone to face their fears if you've never faced your own. Good point. So how can you be a mentor if you're a fraud? I don't want to say fraud, but uh, you're not walking the line you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, why don't you climb that mountain? Have you climbed it? Well, you know, I would if this little nagging, whatever. I'm like, come on, man, that's fear. That's not even true. (laughs) Most of the time. Why give advice if you can't take your own? I'm not saying some people don't have legitimate excuses, but... It's way too common that it's not everyone. You know what I mean? If you can't, I get it. But that's not the case for most people. What What inspires you to keep going the way you keep going, Luis? Why Why do you you aspire to be so much more successful every day, in spite of the fact you're already very successful? Hmm. What motivates you? I think it's for myself. When I wake up every day, know who I am. I don't care about. That's why when you ask me about the medals, I'm like, I don't. It's the, the pursuit, not the. The results will take care of themselves. I see. If you work out well or you do things daily, it's not about killing yourself every day. It's about working towards programming towards something or working towards that. And then when the, you get that, it doesn't change. You just continue to move the bar. It's the and journey. The journey. It's the journey. And the journey will not end at a certain location. It just changes. If you want, if we're going this place, then we get there. Then now the journey continues, and we find new goals and new I ways love to it. grow. If it's just to be better than a white belt, I mean, I would have stopped for my first two months. <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about a title. It's not to impress others. It's to, you know, you have to really want to do that to find that drive. Otherwise, it's such a low level 
way to motivate yourself and you won't be able to follow through. That's when you see guys taking pictures and take a picture of me, Ron, so I can show everyone that I worked out. <laughs> if you really worked out, you wouldn't need to exactly. document such exactly. things to show it to everyone because it's just like breathing. Right. You don't tell everybody, hey, do you see how many breaths I took today? Yeah. Uh-huh. You do it every day. I like to post things that make a point so that that hopefully encourages people, but not to get into discussion, not to get into elaborate details, just to make a post. Not to knock on anyone, but if you're doing it, if you're inspiring others, great. But if you're doing it to say, hey, look, because I don't do it, well, that's, you're you're fooling yourself. Mm -hmm. You're really not because you know you're not. So (laughs) you're trying to fool others. So, so how about how about the kids today that uh, are afraid to come in and, and, and train jiu-jitsu? What do you think? What do you think the biggest reason is people don't want to train, or what's the biggest reason why people don't come back? I think they're so convinced that the, you know comfort is where to be, and struggle is the opposite of what they're. Any struggle, any resistance, any failure, any uncomfortableness, they run the other direction and do nothing, and somehow. You know, giving everybody first place trophies, <laughs> saying you don't have to do anything you don't yeah. want to, kind of behavior or Thanks ideology. For I mean, yeah, that's a disservice to that student. Well, how can you make a good man or a good woman if you've always told them you never have to do anything you don't want to, David, if it makes you uncomfortable? Life's going to be about being uncomfortable. Can't move forward if you're not uncomfortable. How can you do anything? I don't care what it is. Going to school. Succeeding, reading. You speaking have to fail. That, your, your <laughs> wife has to. Uh, speaking, speaking of that, your wife, Raquel. Uh, uh, who I admire very much. Yes. She's uh, got a PhD now. She's studying. Mm-hmm. She's becoming a lawyer. Yes, that's very impressive. She's very smart. Hard mm-hmm. works very very hard. She's got a doctorate in molecular biology. Wow! Wow! Yeah. And uh, so she's a scientist. She's extremely she's smart. She's got that, and she doesn't brag about it. No, not at all. She doesn't even very humble. It. She's got a master's, bachelor's, and PhD, and now she's getting her juror's doctorate. Wow! JD and a lawyer. So that's wild. She'll be a Patent lawyer for patented technologies or whatever it's called. She's already like an understudy or yeah. a... Um, she's uh, already got a sweet internship waiting for her. An internship with the company has the, in the Carolinas? Yes, because she's wow. got a, a pedigree that fits right in with that exact field. That's like, crazy. You're gonna, that is awesome. This is what you're doing. Plus, she's, uh, she's awesome. a fitness person, too. She works yeah. out as well, and she does yoga. She's and been uh, doing yoga. Mountain climbs, uh, rock climbs. Yeah. Uh, very smart, very, uh, very good-natured person. I couldn't be with someone that doesn't share the same philosophies right. as far as like push yourself to be better. You know, I remember way back in the day when you first started dating, we were on a tournament, yeah, a tournament together, <laughs> no and she was worried was. about you. She would call me. She would call me. Said, Ron, how's Luis? I'm, I'm really worried about Luis. Don't tell him I called you. He's he's not sleeping well. He's I'm really worried about him. I never will forget that. Oh, and wow. she yeah she she okay. she, yeah, she really you know, cared an awful lot about it. early on even in the early even in the beginning of their of their relationship she was like that. And of course yeah. now they're married, but uh, I never will forget that. The first time I met her, Ron and I were at the tournament in Vegas. The oh, Worlds. yeah, that's right. And she was at that same week at the Worlds in the same days. You don't remember this, do you, Ron? Yeah, I kind of remember it now. It was vague. He doesn't remember, but I had just met her. And you just met her, yeah. Few, like three days later, we're in Vegas, and she's in Vegas with her friend for a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah, that's ironic. <laughs> but to the outside eye, they're like, yeah, right, you flew her in. And Ron would be my witness. I didn't fly her in anything. She was <laughs> no, there. No, she was there. She was there. And then shows up at... And we saw her at the tournament. Yeah, the we went tournament. to the room, and everyone was looking at me like, and I know what everyone's thinking. I did not fly right through. <laughs> right around the room. Right, I remember that. Yeah, I flew wild. with Ron. <laughs> yeah, but it looked to the outside. I oh, you just met this woman. You're flying around. It was not like that at all. It just 
weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? it was just the way it was supposed to be. The stars lined up. So crazy because it was like, even now in hindsight, I'm like, that's not how it went down. <laughs> it looked that way, but it wasn't. But I remember. Anyway. I, rem I remember we went and had some uh, breakfast, and I was like, felt like I was interviewing her because I, I didn't yes. think she'd be good enough for you. He was vetting the whole. <laughs> where, did, where did you study from here? Yeah, I was. I was vetting her. He was down to that, and she and she was very humble about everything. She answered all the questions on her yeah. own. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, hand on the Bible and everything. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was yeah, like yes. Crazy. And he answered, she answered everything as best to her knowledge. <laughs> if you've never done an international Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament, if you've never done any yeah. tournaments, you should do tournaments. Like right. Ruiz used to say to me, you have to face your uncomfortableness. You, you have to do, face your fears. Otherwise, you'll be locked in your own prison for the rest of your life. Huh? If all you do these little backyard tournaments, you never know where the actual lines are. Because that's not. That's not the fair. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't have some competitors that cross those lines, but right. it's a different animal. You know what I'm saying, Ron? Yes. You thought it was a joke until I took you. Home. Oh my God! The competition at these major tournaments is just unbelievable, and he it's just crazy. Once he did it, wow! But you fall in love with it after that. It's nothing like you can't look back. <laughs> you got to face your fears every day. In my fact, best. we've got a tournament coming up in March, March 21st. Where are we going, Ron? We're going to uh, Orlando, Florida, Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Kissimmee Florida, Four Orlando, Pans, Pan, Pan American, uh, yeah, Pan Ams, yeah, Pan Ams. That's wild. Twenty twenty three Pan Ams in Orlando. Man. I want to put a subject out there. I want Luis to talk about his first big loss. Oh, his first, first big, big loss. loss. Probably like my first tournament. I think I I got silver. So really? Oh, is that is that <laughs> all? Probably, yeah. yeah, I was like, it was like, wow. Got silver instead yeah. of gold. I, I was so really? wore out because it was like, you know, I can. I had pretty good conditioning back then. And I remember thinking, man, I'm, but it, it taught me that you know, I don't. I've always been sport uh, guy, so losing wasn't anything new. But losing as an individual sport was different. Different. A little bit in the team. But it didn't deter you. No, it just made me never. Well, that was the thing about it. I started as white belt, two months in, and never stopped. Wow. Competing. That's where I could still compete. Twenty five yeah. years later. Yeah. That's why I have so much admiration and respect for Luis because he 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 he's he's straight up about everything. Yeah. If there was no tournament, what's the base? Competing, but if there was tournaments, then that was the tournaments are the closest thing you can get to real life fighting, in my opinion, because it's you learn to. I mean, it's it's not the same as MMA fighting, but it's it's it ain't easy either. Who are you <laughs> under pressure? Yeah, you're under pressure, and, and how do you handle yourself under pressure? Because anybody can do it in that calm setting but yeah. when it's like there's people there it gets pretty wild sometimes yelling your name people you don't even know yeah. <laughs> hey Ron and Ron looks over at whomever and you know, no idea what that is hey good job and you're like no, there's nothing that. like it though was that? yeah well, it happens all the time there's nothing like yeah. it and, and David moves quite a bit too he's, he's, and he's all about yeah. it too but I also can on the flip side of that, I remember my first title I think it was at uh, Pan Am's I was in the finals at Blue Belt, and I beat one of my friends, uh, really good guys, Rangia from California, had a paragon. One of his guys, I shunned down at one, and I was in the finals against this Division One former wrestler, and he was really good. I didn't know he was a wrestler at the time, but he beat me by like one advantage. Oh, wow. And, and he got in trouble <laughs> not too far after that. For being on like medical leave, and he's supposed to be working. Like he said he was on medical leave, and he's over there competing. He got in trouble. I don't know what happened to the guy, but I think they made him pay back. There, I know he got in trouble because it was in the paper. It was the same guy that beat me by then. He was an awesome. NCAA wrestler. And I don't know that that is dedication to the sport. And I, I remember it. thinking when I did that, I remember thinking this is where I belong. 
And I didn't even know what the And you never looked back. No. You never did look back. That was my first big one. That one in Worlds at Bluebell, I remember. I was like, once I was there, I was like, I'll never. You belong here. Yeah, I remember seeing Hodger beat. Hodger Gracie. Yeah, Hodger Gracie beat everybody. And I think that one year at Worlds, uh, Shanji beat him by like an advantage. And the look on his face was like disgust. But in, I, I, something about it just clicked. We're like, I will never not do this. Not that I was going to do that anyway, but it just, just solidified yeah, yeah. something that you were like, okay, That's this crazy. is who we are. Like, uh, I knew right then, like, I will never not do this. Well, guys, we're just about at the tail end of the mm-hmm. trip here. So, um, David, any final thoughts? No, I was just here for the ride. <laughs> You're for the ride. <laughs> I didn't even know I was coming in today. David and I are going to be uh, training here in just a little bit, Luis, on a one-on-one, and then we're right. going to class at 7 tonight. Mm-hmm. So we train same-day jiu-jitsu uh, is our Facebook page, Springfield, Missouri, right. if you ever in the town. Come check and, them out. Uh, check us out. Luis is uh, we're pretty okay every week and hanging out with us and teaching and coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis, any final thoughts? Anything you want to tell the audience that uh, might make a difference in their life? Um, on top of what you've already said. Sometimes people don't want to hear that, and that's probably because you know that you should make some changes, whatever that is. I don't care if it's jiu-jitsu, personal, health, eat a little better, whatever. There's always things you know you, so when people say that, it might strike a nerve because you probably agree with them, but you're mad that they're reminding you instead of you having to take initiative. Sometimes, you know what, just try a little bit. You know, do your bed in the morning. Heck, uh, make your bed in the morning, yes. I mean, you know, just... Eat a little better. That might may motivate you in a couple weeks. And then show up to a, you know, walk in your neighborhood. Oh, I can't afford it. Don't come up with excuses because I can sit here. You can come up with all kinds. Yes. But if you start picking up a dumbbell or something that you find in a garage sale, I guarantee you somebody can give you something and you can figure it out. It's whatever that is, which will maybe motivate you to start making some changes. However small, changes is changes and progress will come. I like it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but at some point it will change. And I know that is a fact. I don't care who you are, what level, what capacity. That's the biggest takeaway. People don't understand how it may not be easy at first, but neither is living with regret. That's how Uh, I see it. I like it. So what pain do you want? Regret or just face yourself and you'll love yourself a little better. That's it. You can't do that if you don't respect yourself. You're not doing that if you're not doing those things. I don't care how small, how insignificant it will at some point make a difference. I think that is so so often missed in day-to-day because you think it doesn't apply to you. It does. doesn't matter how it will change over time. Thank you, Luis. Thank you, David. Thank you, Mr. Producer. So, guys, thanks for joining in. And until next time, stay positive.